This episode is brought to you by Subway. What's good, everybody? It's 99 Miles Per Hour Podcast with me, your host, Percy Garner. And dang, is it just me or I feel like I got the morning voice? Uh, But no, I appreciate everybody tuning in. We got a little bit different setup today, and we also have a special guest. Uh, Now, you know, we've given Josh a break. We see if we can do this on our own. So uh, if we do have a little couple slip ups, you know, it's all good. Um, But we letting Josh focus on the dogs podcast. and We're going to be back with the next episode with Josh. But uh, I just want to hit on a few things. Make sure you guys like and subscribe uh, and make sure you guys leave a comment. And uh, also on Apple Podcasts, if you can leave a a review, that would be uh, much appreciated. And today we have a repeat guest. But we're going to be talking about something different this uh, this time, and I'm very excited to get into it. Uh, but like I said, it is uh, a little different, a little different timing than it usually is. And but I'm really excited to get into this episode. Uh, but before we get into it, I want to make sh- uh, sure to remind you guys uh, that we have the merch online, and that is at PercyGarner.com. And remember, proceeds from that go directly to a student in Tuscarawas County to help them with college. And then uh, we also. I want to make sure we give a thanks to uh, Subway and Peterman Plumbing uh, for making this podcast possible. And uh, I mean, without further ado, uh, actually, before I get into it, uh, I want to make sure I remind you guys about the discord I have uh, that um, involves pitching. And it goes from youth all the way up to high school, college and even professionals. If you guys want to join the discord, uh, there's a lot of discussion about pitching, learning, and uh, also I do live streams there, so you can list your questions in there for me to answer. So with all that said, uh, let's get into it. All right, so today's guest um, obviously is a longtime friend of mine, and uh, you know he just um, had a, uh, I guess a, I was not a career change, uh, but I would say a promotion, and I'm very excited to have him on to talk about this. Uh, his first game is coming up. Uh, Friday, and uh, <laughs> I just want—I I, I want to hope—I hope I can make it so I can so I can watch him in action because I've seen him a couple times uh, all the years he's been an assistant coach. Uh, but I'm ready to see him uh, impact a team and, and players on his team in a different way as the head coach. So, without further ado, let me introduce Michael Mills. How we doing, Mike? Fantastic, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Always good to catch up. And uh, we just do it, get to do it on a microphone and some cameras today, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's always good talking with you, man. You know, we have some good talks. And last episode, I think it was episode four or five of the podcast, you know, COVID was in, in right in the middle and it was in the thick of things. And we were talking about how we kind of grew closer and learned some things about each other. Um, but, you know, obviously a lot of, has happened since then. You know, I've become the director of Rainbow Connection. I don't know if I was at the time. Can't remember. Yeah, I don't think yet. Um, and then obviously you have uh, become the head coach at Wilmington College. So we got a lot to talk about, but obviously we're going to focus on basketball this episode. Last episode, I think uh, we, you know, we're talking about family, which family is always going to be a part of. It. I'm sure you're going to reference them, but it's going to be a little different this time. Uh, and I want to focus on, you know, how you you coach and your leadership and and all the things that basketball has done for you in your life, and then. Also, kind of, you know, maybe what you see down the line or what your goals are uh, 
as a head coach and who you're going to impact and how you're going to impact them. So, but before we get into all of that, I just want to know, like, how are you feeling before this, your first game as a head coach, man? Man, I'm so excited. Um, I just can't wait to watch my guys hoop. Man, they've been putting a lot of work so far this this preseason and, and through training camp. Um, and uh, I think that they're, they're ready to uh, go out and have some fun and compete. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for all of the, uh, you know, the, the new things that are going to come up as a head coach throughout a season. You know, there's been things this preseason, things this training camp, but now that that games are in play, that, that just, it changes things. You know, after this weekend, um, you're going to be able to click on my name and, and you know, you're going to see records next to my name now. And so that, that just adds, you know, adds a little bit extra oomph to everything that we're doing around here, man. And uh, can't wait to get started. Man, I, I actually didn't think about that, you know, actually having, you know, being an assistant coach. And how long were you? Have you been assistant coach for what, 10 years? Yeah, 10 years. I was uh, three wow. years at Otterbein. Um, I spent one year as a uh, one year at the high school level, uh, three years as a uh, at Otterbein University and then uh, seven years here at, at Wilmington College. Wow. That like uh, I, I don't I know I'm not saying you nervous I asked you if you was nervous last episode too if people remember but that was just about being on the podcast this is a little bit different question like you know this is your like you said this is your first game like um what's it been like ever since you maybe the even interviews because I've talked to a lot of community leaders who have had you know uh you know big jobs you know CEO of the YMC, of YMCA's and stuff like that when they were interviewing you know, you kind of get that butterfly feeling again. So I, I, I'm wondering, did you have those same feelings when you're interviewing, when you got the call to say you got the job? How, how's all that been? Um, it, man, so so the the nervousness honestly was out the window th- during the interview process because for me, I, I had positioned myself with the mentality of like, um, I know I've, I've put the work in and I know I'm ready. Um, and, and I was just ready to be like, okay, if it's here at Wilmington, great, let's roll, let's get started. And if it's not here at Wilmington, uh, it's not meant, it's not meant to be, you know, and, you know, I, uh, I've always been a big faith person. And one thing I know about my, my faith is, uh, faith without actions is, is, is truly no faith at all. So I, I know that, uh, I have a lot of faith in God. Um, but I also know like I put in a lot of work and with those two things, I just know the right position was going to come at the right time. Um, and I felt like it was the right position at the right time here at Wilmington. Uh, but I also just had made a lot of peace that if it wasn't here, um, it was going to be somewhere else. And I, I was going to be ready for that opportunity as well. So I didn't really have any any nervousness. I, I Like I tell you, like I was just excited. You know how like before big games when you know you're ready um, and, and you're just pumping yourself up. That's That's how I was. Um, the day of my interview, I was I was extremely ready. Uh, and now as we go into the season, um, there's a little bit more, I, I would say, there is definitely more nerves now because I'm not in control of everything. You know, like uh, my guys got to go out there and, and hoop. They got to, you know, they got to they gotta do certain things. But I am in control of our practices and I am in control of, you know, the mentality that I'm trying to instill in my guys. Um, so I, I'm just trying to make sure every single day um, that I'm attacking those two things um, with everything I got, man, and hopefully it's going to work out. Appreciate it. Um, I, I love hearing stuff like that from you. And when you talk about mentality and, you know, 
mentality with your guys and how you've you know, obviously instilled certain things in them in practice and you know hopefully they execute in the game but obviously they're young what what mentality do you try to instill in your players I know at the collegiate level might be different than the the younger kids that you help at you know PGC point guard camp and even when you go speak at local even come back here and speak to to younger kids is it a different mentality and and if so what is that mentality yeah, the first thing is instilling a mentality of uh, we don't back down. Right? That, that's been one thing that I've been talking to my guys a ton of. Like I don't care, I don't care who we're playing, I don't care where we're at. Um, we're not backing down from anybody. All right, we we put work in this. Um, you know, you all. I, I always talk to them about the work that they've put in, um, things that they've overcome, right, and to get to this moment to instill and just not confidence. I want my players to play with extreme confidence at all times. Um, so that's, that's number one, like just really saying not to back down, play with confidence, um, play with swagger, um, and go out there and just, and, and hoop. Um, the second thing is we're, we, we preach a lot on gratitude and just being grateful for the opportunity. Um, and so we spent a lot of time with this before practice. We've had a couple of scrimmages. We've even take moments before our, our scrimmages and our, and we'll continue to do it before our games and just have a moment of gratitude, just to reflect of everything that you've done and your basketball journey to get you to this point and how grateful, uh, you know, we should be to just be able to play this game of basketball that we love, you know? So with that back down mentality, gratitude, and then always in um, every way, shape and form, you know, our, our kind of, my kind of coaching slogan um, and life slogan in general, you know, is the ability to press on through everything. Um, so we're always talking about that, how we can press on and, you know, for, I'll press on at each each letter, each phrase is kind of broken down into something. And so, you know, we we tie it, we always tie it back to a certain letter and things like that. Um, but those would be the three biggest things that, you know, mentality wise that I, I don't want to I want my guys to ever play timid. Um, I don't want them to ever play entitled. Um, and I want them to be able to to push on through anything, press on through anything. And if you know, we, we got a double header this week and we play Friday and Saturday, and we've been talking about like, okay, if we play well Friday night. What are we going to turn around and do on Saturday? All right. If we play, if we, if it's unfortunate that we, we play bad Friday night, what are we going to do on Saturday? You know, and just really trying to instill that mindset and no matter what, um, we're always, we're always ready to press on. Love it. Love it. And obviously you've been saying, you know, we press on for a very long time. That's just not something you came up with this year. And uh, obviously it's something strong that you believe in and has worked for you. Um, obviously you've been, you know, putting a, a position to to be a leader of, of young men and, you know, obviously younger kids as well. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people from this area, you know, can, you know, they recognize like, OK, Micah, you know, he was a great basketball player and he was a point guard, which is basically a leader, quarterback or catcher in other sport terms um, on the floor. You're an extension of the coach. So it kind of always made sense now that you are a coach. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I've always known that on, on the court and, uh, you know, the, just the way you've, you know, controlled the pace of the game, whether it was time to get after it, whether it was time to, hey, you know, Percy's getting out of hand, Daniel jacking up stuff. Let's just relax. <laughs> let's slow it down, y'all. Let's get back on track. No, but um, the thing I admire about you is, you know, I never see you really get too high or too low, um, but you also, you have to, you know, coach your players. Now, I kind of want to talk about, like, how, 
is there are you like what type of coach are you? Do you, I know you you got to be someone that gets on your players when it's time, uh, but I know you're you're a big time you know person who likes to encourage. You encourage me, you encourage your family, your f- other friends, and I'm sure you encourage your players and the, and the kids you interact with all across the world. But you know h- how does that teeter with your team? Because that's different. You got closed practices. You know, times times are different, though. But still, how, how do you approach, you know, uh, you know, that mentality in practice, whether it's time to criticize and get on and kind of go, hey, you need to improve this part of your game or it's encouragement like, hey, we we know you're working. You know, we, we know you got we got to get better in this area, but we believe in you. How do you balance that? Yeah, I think the, the first thing is I, I, I really make it um, basketball specific and not like attacking them as a, as a person. Um and not even basketball specific. I make it academic specific. Like, you know, we have a lot of, I would probably say some of my more heated conversations have been around how they've been showing up off the court, you know, because a lot of these young men, they know how to show up as basketball players, but do they know how to show up as an A-type student um, in the classroom and, and here on campus? And so when I've had to have those conversations, those have definitely been the times uh, that I, I've got it way more animated about just who they're being as a person. And that's not, that's not what we're representing. Um, <clears throat> as a coach, one of the things that I, I take a lot of pride in from coach if is like, we watch a lot of film and I always tell them film don't lie. <laughs> and, and I used to remember those moments in, uh, you know, early, early Saturday mornings, man, those, those film sessions do not lie. And so we watch a lot of film after practice, every practice is recorded. Um, and before our next practice or throughout the day, sometimes we call in individuals and we do a lot of coaching and teaching through through film sessions. Um, and I tell, hey, men lie, men lie, women lie. Film does not lie, you know. <laughs> and so they get to see that and they, they know that phrase already by now. Um, so they see themselves on film a ton and, and I'm able to coach them hard there because they, they can see the effort that they're putting out. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing that they know is a non-negotiable is this year, the sheer level of effort. If you want you want to see me get fired up, uh, watch a few minutes of practice where they're not they're not playing with the right the right effort. But um, I get I got animated yesterday in practice. They you know guys were complaining about fouls for a little bit, and uh, so I had to stop practicing. Being bring everybody in for a team wide huddle um, and got on them. But the thing that I, I really love about this group is every time that I've held them to a higher standard, they've they've risen to that standard. Um, and, and I think that's going to aid us throughout the season. Um, but I, I try not to really tear down individually too much in public. Um, those those harder conversations are, are typically one-on-one um, in my office or on the side when everybody else is doing something else and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, I, I you know, I, I'm an encourager first, but, hey, we got to get to it at the same time. <laughs> we're, here, we're here to play ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I told you how to close out. And either not now you either don't want to do it or or you or you can't do it. Which one is it? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, I, re- I really put it like that to them. I, I, I'm I'm very uh, truthful and, and honest with them. Um, I try to give them a lot of ownership of, of how they do things. You know, so we just talked about before practice about hey on a, on a scale of one to ten, what do you want your intensity to look like today? What do you want your engagement to look like today? Um, and then if it's not there, I'll ask them, like, is that is this the number that you said you wanted to be at? And, you know, they'll be like, you know, salty. And they'll try to say something. And I'll say, is this the number you said you want your number to be at? And they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, all right, we, we're either changing or stop practicing. 
you know, and, and it's it's kind of that simple once once they take that ownership of, of certain things. So uh, that's how I try to I try to get on my guys a little bit. I like it. I like it. And you can tell that the, the ownership piece is 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 real powerful because um, I know that was the most hype I ever got when Coach If, you know, talked about, you know, taking ownership of, of our fo- football program. Obviously, he used a different analogy, but yeah. um, it meant a lot to me. And to us as a group. So uh, I, I like that, you know, and that, it used to hurt my heart whenever when I was playing with the Phillies and the strength coach, when you'd be leaving the weight room, he'd always ask, hey, do you feel like you got a good work, uh, good day's work in? And you're like, man, dang, and you turn back around and go do some other stuff. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you hate him walking out the weight room. You like try to avoid him sometimes, <laughs> like wait for him to start talking to somebody else and try to scoop vibe. But um now, all those things, obviously, at the time, you're like, uh, you know, um, and as a young young guy, I'm pretty sure some of those dudes are like, man, Coach Mills, man, sometimes he'd be, you know, <laughs> but that's part of it. And when they get older, they'll be like, all right, you know, I get what he was doing. <laughs> but uh, on that note, um, touch on like, you know, obviously your intensity and, and, and how you interact with, with younger people is a little bit different than your team at college. You know, when you're doing this this point guard camp and when you're going around the world and, and, and speaking to, to to the youth about basketball and life, kind of how's that uh, contrast from, you know, how you, how you handle your practices with, with your college-level players? So I think for, for me, it's, it's very important. Like, when I go into these environments, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. It's just that um, there's a, a lot of players have a bad – relationship for whatever reason with their coaches and with um uh and they don't you know they they don't get to have a coach that you know pours life into them and and gives them a lot of juice and excitement so I try to uh make sure I I, I always lead with my heart when I go into these other places I I never know like you know we go into some of these sessions man and some of these kids by the end of the week some of the stories that they share um and and that they open up with about what's going on in their life is just uh it's gut-wrenching sometimes so i kind of obviously we've been focusing on how you interact with you know your players and and a lot of the the kids that attend these camps and just all over the world all the kids and the youth that you interact with but i kind of want to get back to you and and just how has basketball how has that you know changed your life obviously you've developed certain skills you've uh you know, on and off the court, um, just, you know, you know, l- tell us, fill us in on, you know, what basketball means to you overarching and, and what skills in life you've improved. Yeah, the, the first thing is, uh, like, it's not a cliche, but, like, if it was just a game of basketball, if it was just, like, the ball and the net and the pickup, like, I wouldn't do everything that I do. Like, I wouldn't put in all this work, um all the sacrifice, late nights, early mornings, you know, like the basketball like is, is just a vehicle. And I think that's what you're trying to allude to. But it's like the basketball is just a vehicle that I that I use to to get into different rooms, to see different people go different places. I mean, I honestly can say that I've traveled um, all over the world because of the game of basketball. Um, you know, I, I've been blessed to have a uh, a passion for the game of basketball. I've been blessed uh, with the ability to articulate myself, um, uh, with the ability to coach and, and lead. Um, and, and so I, I try to sharpen my tool of basketball as much as I can. I, I truly feel like I, I've been blessed with those things. Um, 
And, you know, when you have when you have blessings, you know, don't use them, don't don't waste them. Uh, and I feel like I, I've been blessed with that. So I, I try to sharpen my tool as much as possible. Um, and man, it, it's done everything for me. Basketball, basketball's done everything for me, man. It's it's uh, it's picked me up when I've been down. You know, it, it's, it's brought me great friends in my life. Um, it's allowed me to see so many amazing just things and opportunities um, that I, I wouldn't have imagined when I was, you know, 17 years old and I wanted to play college basketball. Um, I didn't know I'd be on this journey, but yeah, bas- basketball has been everything to me, man. I, I, I don't really know that that doesn't really answer the question in the right way, but I, I just feel like I've been blessed with this game and I, I just, I try to learn it, study as much as possible so I can t- continue to, you know, use, use the blessing that I've been made to, uh, to bless others with it. Well, I mean, it's obvious that for me, looking at you from, from the outside that, you know, basketball was was your love. You know, we obviously played forever growing up in the Y playing and and obviously basketball was my favorite thing, too. And I don't know why I keep saying obviously, but <laughs> basketball was, you know, we talked about in the other episode. It was my favorite sport. I just, you know, uh, you gotta go. was more blessed in other areas, uh, other sports. <laughs> <Get in. laughs> but um I want to kind of take it in the direction to maybe see what type of nuggets or what type of information or what type of knowledge about basketball that you pass on to to these kids that you interact with. Maybe someone decides to listen to 99 miles per hour podcast. What um what tips? Uh, well, actually, we'll start with, you know, guys that are close to becoming a college player. So what tips do you could you give to maybe it's the recruiting process? Maybe it's just parts of their game they need to work on. Um, cause at that point when you're 16, 17, obviously you still have a lot to, a lot of room to improve, whether that's physical skills or, you know, skills about knowing the game of basketball. I would say obviously most of the time it's knowing the game, uh, cause most guys probably don't have to, you know, have a, a big part of the cerebral part of basketball in their, in their arsenal at a high school level. And that kind of develops later. But, you know, for you, what tips would you give if you were, you know, 16, 17 year old Micah and, you know, you were trying to play uh, college basketball at the highest level possible for you. You know, what kind of tips would you share? I would. Uh, the first thing is I, I would just connect more with my coach. And, and I felt like me and Coach Von Kilner had a had a really good relationship. Coach Coach Matt, Coach Gunther, um, and I, that definitely aided me in my, my college, my college process. Um, and, and help me learn the game, but so that's where I would start with any with any co- with any player is like you got to have have a relationship with your coach. Now, I say that understanding that there's not not every coach wants to have a certain type of relationship with their players, so that that's understanding as well. So you gotta you gotta balance the two. Uh, but hopefully, if you play for you know a, a coach that's going about it the right way, um, that you have a relationship with them, all right, and you ask them what do they need from you. Um, and then you also tell them you, you have that trust in them, hopefully that you can tell them your aspirations of like, hey, I want to be a college basketball player. Um, you know, what do you think are the things that I need to do and how can you help me do that? Uh, that, that I would have that conversation um, first. Um, the second thing is I, you got to play. You got to play the game and study the game more. I feel like um, I know, as they say, it's a, it's a generational thing, but that's just kind of weak to me. Um, Players just that they don't play basketball as much without with 
without a coach. Like you said, we used to go to the Y, we'd go to the park, and we would have to learn how to play the game on our own, how to learn how to get open on our own, how to learn how to attack the basket on our own. Um, and so it's good that these kids all have trainers and stuff like that, but some of that just turns them into robots. And, like, you got to learn um, the game through your own study and through your own play. So I would, you know, try to play one-on-one, after practice, before practice, two on two, after practice and stuff like that. Um, and then study the game, like really watch the game. Don't watch it as a fan, but watch it as a student and, and try to figure out the what's and the why's behind why certain players are successful, um, why certain teams are successful and why they aren't successful. Um, and then uh, on a on a, another note, uh, and not not just saying it's like I, I wish I would have attended Point Guard College when I was in high school. I, I really do. Like I didn't find Point Guard College till after my senior year of high school, um, and, and I feel like if I, if I would have learned some of those uh, nuances of the game um, and little one percenters while I was in high school, that my game would have been at an even different level at the at the high school realm. So uh, look up PGC basketball. We got a lot of material um, on YouTube, on our social media account. We're always posting new stuff. Um, so, you know, look up PGC basketball and hopefully you can get to a, a summer session as well. Um, it's by far the best basketball camp in the country um, for, for young people, for sure. Oh, and I'll make sure I include all their stuff in the description. Um, if you could send me that. So obviously that's something I want to get out there because it's obviously changed things in your life, made you more confident in your areas of basketball and as a leader, um, you know, going from a student to the teacher. Uh, obviously, it's it's something that really made an imprint on your heart and your mind in basketball. So I'll definitely put that down in the description. Now, it, some of that may translate, but, you know, for the younger kids, maybe fourth to eighth grade, what are some tips that maybe at the point guard camp they might learn from some someone like you or, or other leaders? Yeah, yeah. The, I would say hey, you're in fourth through eighth grade or you're a parent of a fourth or eighth grader. Teach them or teach yourself how to dribble the basketball. All right. The the your basketball career, like the whatever level you go to, if you can no longer handle the ball, like your minutes go down and your opportunities uh, to make impactful plays go down. So like teach your players how to dribble the basketball, no matter how tall they are, just because they're the tallest fifth grader um, or the, even the tallest eighth grader, like teach them how to dribble the basketball would be would be number one. Um, and then you got to teach kids how to shoot. And like um, I know it's a it's a. It is what it is. Like, number one, kids like to score the basketball. Like, when they see the ball go through the net, even if it's just a layup, like, it, it always gives a smile to the kid's face. So teach kids how to shoot and score the basketball. Um, and that's that's where the game is trending anyway. But, um, yeah, if you're in fourth through eighth grade, learn how to dribble first. Um, I would say fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. If you can learn how to dribble and finish layups on with your right and left hand, you're probably going to be the best player on the court um, in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Uh, but then learn how to shoot the basketball. As you know, as you grow and get older and get a little bit stronger, um, you don't have to shoot threes, but just learn how to how to actually shoot the basketball uh, is going to separate you. I, I feel like you, you sound like me. You know, my pitching tip videos telling kids not to throw curveballs like. You got to learn the basics. A fastball is the most important pitch, learn you know, just fight. like, yeah, learn. You got to learn how to, you know, finish at the rim and, you know, elbow shots. No. <laughs> you know what I ask little purse all the time? You've been dribbling? You've been yeah. dribbling? He'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'm looking forward because my, my I want to put a, like a real hoop in next summer. 
So I need to see, you know, that he's committed. Huh? I said, we're going to get busy when I'm back in town. Yeah, yes, we are. I just, you know, because, you know, I still got my, my bunnies with me, and I need a hoop that's going to hold my weight. No, I'm joking. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I just want to, you know, see that he's committed, and then maybe I'll, you know, go to the next level. Because we have a, you know, a hoop. And another thing, I guess, kids, you don't have to have the best hoop, whatever. We bought ours off Facebook Marketplace for 20 or 50 bucks. I don't know. And uh, it actually blew over the other day while I was cutting grass and almost landed on me. But... <laughs> I used to I used to ride my bike up to South School. I never had a hoop. Exactly. See? So, you know, be resourceful. Get outside. Get off the Fortnite and shoot some hoops. <laughs> but no, um, Biker Man, I appreciate you, you know, you know, coming on the show. And, you know, this is I feel like you were a guinea pig of the the original 99 miles per hour. Now you're a guinea pig of this new setup too. So I appreciate you always being there for me and uh, always, uh, you know, willing to come on the show and, and talk basketball and talk leadership. And, you know, I, I'm very excited to see what you're about to do uh, this year and the rest of your career. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can be in the audience. We'll see. But it, it's a long drive, man. It's a long drive. <laughs> yeah, we play at three o'clock on Saturday. Um... Let me know if you're trying to come up. I got a couple people getting some hotel rooms and stuff like that. Okay, okay. I'm a. I'm gonna have to bring the kids, which I, I love because last time I went, I brought. Last time I went to watch you coach, I brought them as well. So, yeah, they gonna they go see Coach Mills in action. But, gotta get um, to it this weekend. Yeah. So, again, I appreciate you coming. I'm excited to 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 see you know, your journey uh, as it continues, and. Uh, like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate everybody else uh, tuning in. Um, you know, I hope this all went well. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> but this show will be live on the Tuesday like usual. And um, make sure you like and subscribe. And uh, again, thank you to Subway and Peterman Plumbing for making this podcast possible. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make yourself at home, do your do. Welcome to my pad, this your lab. Go create your move. This episode is brought to you by Subway.